in three, two, one. One. <laughs> I am way too tired to not laugh at a Palpatine. <laughs> That was that wasn't even an attempt at a Palpatine. My voice is sort of sounded like that. In your arrogance, I'm gonna need you to do the intro. This is the intro, by the way. I'm gonna need you to do the intro as Emperor Palpatine, if you would please. Welcome to the Tuggies Take Podcast. I am your host, Emperor Palpatine. Alongside me is also Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> The the other Palpatine is not here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the uh, the Tukey Steak Podcast. Can you tell the adult is not in the room? And he won't be as we as we bid a farewell, a born voyage to Mr. Sin for the win, who is well. On his way to the land of the Finns. Sinland. Uh, so you're stuck with us two idiots for the next month. Uh, unless we have a guest on. So this is what you can yes. come to expect from the show. And uh, well, if the uh, if the listening counts, if the view counts die, uh, then well, Sin will have uh, a good strength in renegotiations <laughs> to stay on this podcast when he comes back. Because he might be the real draw. Endo! How are you? I'm okay. Um, I had a really, really long weekend. Um, never drinking. Never again, go to a get uh, a party on an empty stomach. That's Dude, one. Thing. I don't even drink, and even I know that's a new move. What are you doing? Okay. Yeah, I I had something before I left, but I forgot that like these guys are like frat guys. Um, I mean, I mean, like I know they're my, they're my hockey team, right? But I forgot yeah. like how much they have to drink and everything, so. You're doing like vodka sodas, seltzers all night. And then 3.30 hits around. We're at. <coughs> Excuse me. We're at Marcus's place. He, he was the co-person for the November campaign. Thank you guys for people who did support or just, you know, just looked at it in general. Um, He says to us at like 3.30 in the morning. Guys, we have to finish this whole keg by five o'clock. And he's like, if we put our hearts together and we play enough flip cup, y- y- we can get this all done together. Christ. So you, I don't remember getting home on Saturday night. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. I do not remember getting home. Uh, and I know Sin will probably hear this while he's in Finland. And he'll be like, I know you fucking idiot. This is why you don't drink. Yeah, I fucking I know. I know. This mm. is definitely why you don't drink. Um, but so, it was, so it was magically, get together. magically huh? you go from remembering this speech and the next thing is your home texting me. Oh, so CM Punk, huh? <laughs> like that was your Saturday. <laughs> that was my Saturday. Yeah, so CM Punk, huh? Oh, um, God. We joked about it a few minutes ago before recording that. Yeah, we're just going to turn this into a wrestling podcast for the next month. Um, might not be a bad way to go about things, maybe. Yeah, but that was a fun Saturday for you, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I think the best part about it was the only thing I remember is being with the guys, uh, getting into the Uber. I remember waking up in the Uber 
And then I remember waking up trying to put my pin code inside my door. And then I remember waking up on the couch. Everything else between that is a is a fucking blur. So <laughs> that's a moral responsibility. Be smart if you drink. I because I thought, you know, these guys are these guys are pretty well off. I thought there was gonna be food there. No, all the budget went towards drinks. You know what they had? They nah. had chips. So I, I they didn't have dead chips, they didn't have any plates. So me and my <laughs> smart ass, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some chips. So I have a chip cup, like a red solo cup just for chips, cut up and everything. So I, and they know it's just for chips. I'm eating it through, and then Whitey comes over. He's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm eating, I'm eating chips." Like, "No, no, no, you got some more drinks in you." I'm like, "You're fucking, you're you're a crazy man. <laughs> oh, you're a crazy man, Whitey. Fucking hell." And now you, yeah. uh, and now you don't remember your day. Yeah, uh, is you it endurance or is it endurance? I can't even remember anymore. What happens when you get so drunk you don't remember your name? Find out on the Toogie Steak Podcast. Um, yeah. No. no. I, I, I did not. I did not get um, college wasted this weekend. Yeah. It was bad because I, I didn't know I didn't know any college frat games like Flip Cop and like I know Beer Pong. Beer, beer Pong is pretty obvious. And they're asking me like, "Where'd you go to school?" These guys all went to like UMish, Ivy League schools, and that big party schools as well. I'm like, oh, I went to Seneca. They're like, "I'm so sorry for you, brother." I'm like, "Thanks." So not only did they not have food or plates, but they also big leagued you. Yeah, great friends. <laughs> and and it's funny too, like the the four of them. There's four of them who are all brothers, and they're all on the hockey team. And they're like, yo, you when you got that shutout on Thursday, that was like when we knew you were part of the team. I'm like, thanks. And now my initiation is gonna be blackout drunk, like mm. for six hours of consistent drinking. You guys are you guys are awesome. Appreciate you. <sighs> God, good friends. Yeah, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> you had a great wedding, Brett Favre. Um, yeah, I uh, I stayed home. We set up Christmas stuff. It's a, it's real nice and cute in the house. Uh, and then I tried to avoid internet wrestling discourse like my life depended on it. <laughs> you know the question we get like once a year of like, if there was a slug that was chasing you and if it touches you, you die. What would you do? I was treating internet wrestling discourse like the slug where I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Run away. It's fast. Not, not today. Not going to happen. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, if man. you love arguing and being like and having that toxic tribalism, there is nothing better for you than professional wrestling fandom. Oh my god. Because the opportunity to just sling shit back and forth is always relevant. Um, the opportunity to say this person sucks. Oh, wait, he's on our team now. He's the GOAT. Like it's it's perfect. Like it's it's all the toxicity that you can get in soccer, football, whatever other sport, and cranked up to like 11. Shout out to professional wrestling fandom toxicity because damn. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to a different type of fandom toxicity here in a minute, though. Hockey-wise. Yeah. This is, in fact, a hockey podcast, not a... Not a dude, bro, getting drunk professional wrestling podcast. Although 
There's, you know, you know, maybe we'll see. We'll see if we get There's there. Room. There's this room. podcast, though, is, of course, brought to you by our lovely friends at manscaped.com. Want to remind you, code Tugi, T-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. It's the season of giving. So give the person in your life some great grooming materials because, hey, shit's important. There you go. There's Be yourself. <laughs> Deck the balls fans. with... <sighs> God, oh, boy. Anyway, um, I wanted to get to uh, a, a viewer question here to kick things off to kind of get us into the uh, the hockey mood, the hockey spirit. And that question is in honor of the Michigan slash Ohio State college football game that was this weekend, which Endo definitely wouldn't remember even if he watched it. Uh, what rivalry in the NHL is the best in your opinion? Now, for me, you could think back to like historical rivalries and be like Boston, Montreal. It's like, it's not a rivalry at this point. It hasn't been in a while. I think about like, all right, what two teams, what is a rivalry? If I think of the Bruins, their biggest rival right now is the Florida Panthers, man. Like that is their rivalry is the Florida Panthers at this stage. They played them this past week and won. Uh, the playoff loss happened. There was the, you know, the signs from the Florida dude bros that got some people riled up that I thought happened to be funny. Um, that is one of them. Um, and honestly, looking at it, like, I don't know. Like, I'd be intrigued to know from fans of, like, the L.A. Kings. Who is your biggest rival right now? Because I don't know. Like, yeah. like Devils and Rangers is probably up there after the playoffs. The Leafs. Who's your top rival? Probably Ottawa, the, because the two the team media. and bases can't stop throwing shit at one another on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the media. That's that's honestly what it is. Like the fact that certain talking points that we've had on the show about mm. the Leafs have always been like, oh, they're five hundred, they're 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 a five hundred team, mm. and yet we're complaining about all these things that like smaller teams aren't even dealing with. And it's just, this is the media and like the. The funny thing is, I think that's the answer for Edmonton too. It's like who's who's Connor McDavid's biggest rival? We know who Leon Drysidles is. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the guy that constantly asks him dumb questions. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that that's a pretty good answer for uh, a couple of Canadian teams, really. And some teams, their biggest rival might be one of their own players. Like who's the Canucks' biggest rival, and why is it Tyler Myers? Who, despite the Canucks being a really good team this year, people still shit on Tyler Myers all the time. (laughs) Someone's got to be a scapegoat, right? So, yeah. Well, it's it's funny. It's funny you mentioned scapegoats. Endo, you were just teeing me up for these these transitions over the past show. I appreciate it. I had no fucking clue what the fuck's coming out my mouth. So that's a you're doing great. Flying on all cylinders. I'm doing good. (laughs) Yeah, my mom would be proud of me. BK asked a joke question initially said so this thing and then said jk what's your favorite place to travel but his initial question and your transition gets us to this topic early connor bedard 
Now, it's not necessarily because of anything related to Connor Bedard, or perhaps it is, actually. Interesting choice of words. The biggest topic in hockey right now is not Jacob Truba, who we'll talk about in a few minutes. It's not Marc-Andre Fleury anymore. We'll talk about him later. It's not Connor McDavid potentially being back and the Oilers being on point. The biggest talking point in hockey right now is Corey Perry. And it's because of the absence in Chicago's lineup that Corey Perry is the biggest talking point in hockey. Because wouldn't you know it, Endo, the Chicago hockey team hasn't learned a fucking thing about even a slight amount of transparency. Nick Foligno was quoted in uh, an interview on Corey Perry saying, quote, we just know he's not with us. We haven't gotten any details. It's unfortunate. He's a big part of this team. We'll miss him. The Hawks including GM Mr. Davidson, refused to clarify or elaborate what has gone on with this. Um, Davidson was asked if Corey Perry's absence was related to a potential trade. And he said, quote, you know, to start ruling anything out, I think is irresponsible. So I'm just not going to comment on any possible outcome. That was like, and okay, like it, it's okay. Kind of weird, but okay. And then Corey Perry's agent or the agency representing him comes out. And does the line of we're asking for privacy at this time, which really kind of contradicts the whole deal. The, the quote was to attend to a personal matter uh, from Perry's agent, Pat Morris. So you have Kyle Davidson saying, well, we're not going to rule anything out for what this could be because we don't want to give people hints. But it's a team decision. It's an organizational decision. Yet, the agent is saying it's a personal matter. Also over the weekend, you had Samuel Girard, where it was announced that he was going into the player assistance program. And at that point, it's like, cool. You you do you, buddy. You take care of you. But his he released a statement on uh, through his agency further clarifying, talking about his history of depression and anxiety and how leaving that untreated led to him down the road of alcohol abuse. Information he didn't need to give. But I give him all the props in the world for just saying this is what it was because it's not easy to make statements like that, certainly. So we wish him all the best. You have someone like Sam Gerard who doesn't need to do anything 
and is putting that out there. And then you have Chicago, where literally the smallest bit of clarity would help you avoid this whole shitstorm of what's going on with Corey Perry. Literally, all you have to all you had to say was it's a personal matter. The agent says it's a personal matter. And then bam, people like Cool. It's personal. Most people, obviously, there'll be some crazies on the internet who don't, but most people be like, it's a personal thing. It's none of our fucking business. Let's just move on. But because you had the mixed messaging between the GM and the agent, now it has opened up Pandora's box. And that has led to the prevailing rumor of Corey Perry is off the team because he slept with Connor Bedard's mom because it always fucking goes to that in hockey. It's always Tyler Sagan got traded from the Bruins because he slept with this guy's wife. And it, that's always the thing it comes back to in hockey. There's a problem with the player. He slept with somebody and maybe oh, it's true. God. Maybe it isn't. But the point is what the fuck is wrong with you? Chicago just, this is your fault. And if there is zero truth to this, which is likely, you're just causing a headache for your franchise player and a veteran who could be going through some personal shit. Maybe he had a death in the family. And now his name is trending on Twitter saying <laughs> he slept with Bedard's mom because you can't get your shit together in terms of basic clarity after the Kyle Beach shit. Fuck. Like, you know, the, the humor uh, in it's funny, Endo, but at the same time, if it was any other team, it would be more humorous. Of course, it's fucking Chicago. You know, I feel like Bedard's mom was feeling a little sweet on Christian Cage, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Bedard's dad isn't dead. <laughs> he, has been he has been photographed at his games. Alongside his presume, I believe they're still married. Alongside his wife, they've been at his <laughs> games. Fuck. I'm sorry. The first thing I saw on Twitter was um was a picture of Christian and um and I think it was someone else. It was just like this Corey Perry the Bedard. Mm. Oh, it's funny. Um, yeah, this is hilarious. That that rumor, well, that that speculation is totally rumor. Uh, mm -hmm. Just a tweet from uh, Jay Fresh. Please tell me this Blackhawks rumor did not originate from an account called Hockey Insider with two R's. Mm. Smart insider man. Yeah. Dropping the, the hottest knowledge. Um, You know, Charlie, uh, and I'm so sorry. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name, Charlie, uh, Charlie because I'm going to botch it. I just botched your first name, so I'm definitely going to botch the last name. Charlie uh, Rumiliotis. Yeah, that guy who uh, yeah. covers the Hawks for NBC uh, Sports Chicago is a member of the PHWA, the Pro Hockey Writers Association. Uh, he put out the Corey Perry rumor that is uh, is going around as 100% false. Carry on. Like yeah. It's gained enough traction that you have reporters having to be like, guys, this isn't fucking true. And all of this is because the Hawks just couldn't get their shit together. Talk to the agent and say, look, Here's what's going on, but here's what the messaging's going to be. And that way, whether or not it is a personal thing or a misconduct on Perry's part, whatever, it cuts out the speculation of at least that. 
at least it's just I, I can't get away from the fact like of course it's fucking Chicago. I'd like to think no other team would have been this careless in their presenting of yes, there's something going on with Corey Perry. It's a team decision, only to have the agent like two hours later be like, uh, it's a personal issue. So fuck it just i don't know I, yeah it, it's funny and then to that reply for the tweet that you're talking about i put the dw thing from arthur that sign can't stop me because i can't read because mm-hmm. i'm still gonna go up i'm still it, it may not be true but it's still funny to consider it's like yeah you're supposed to be a, a leader uh for and they be an influence and then you're out fucking his mom <laughs> And like I said, it's, oh uh, it always goes back to dick stuff. I don't know what it is with hockey players. I mm-hmm. honestly don't know what it is, but it's always it's always your mother, your, your sister, your wife. It's either mm-hmm. one of those three things consistently without fail. So literally, you can Google NHL NHL sleeping with wife. And it brings up an article from the Sportster. Tw- top 12 NHL players who allegedly slept with a teammate's wife. <laughs> I can't even speak today. I'm just, uh, I'm overtired and I'm tired of this bullshit is what I oh, am. It's so good. Top 12 NHL players who allegedly slept with another, with, with a teammate's wife. Um, and it's, Do you have that list? I got to read this. I do have here. Let's go over them. Fuck it. Let's engage yeah, in the nonsense. Why not? It's content. <laughs> yeah, it's content. Thanks, Chicago, for giving us top tier content. You fucking clods. Um, number twelve, Chris Chelios and Ronald Corey when they were in Montreal. Um, while he played for the Habs, Ronald Corey was the well. Chelios played for the Habs. Ronald Corey was the president of the team starting in 1986. While Chelios's controversial trade in 1990 was attributed to the fact that he was accused of fighting two police officers, there were also rumors flying that he had an affair with Corey's wife. Okay, Fought police you, officers? If, nah, that's not enough to get traded. You dick down the president's wife. Okay, what did you look up to get this article? Because I put NHL player fucks wife, and I'm on fucking Pornhub right now. So NHL sleeping with wife was what I typed. And NHL correct is hockey cheating scandals. Oh, cheating on their wives. Okay, that's a little bit better. Okay, there we go. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Accidentally open up a porno. Just okay. (laughs) (sighs) Number eleven. Jeff Brown and Kirk McLean, when they were in Vancouver, uh, slept with his wife, alleged Danny Heatley and Jason Spezza. He's a fucking all star. Just fuck like every time rumor has it. Heatley was in an unhappy place at the time as he was uh, not only having problems with their head coach, but allegedly sleeping with Jason Spezza's wife. Like and Danny fucks her wife. Like every time it's so literally it was like Jason Spezza uh, got married. Danny Heatley no showed the wedding. Heatley wasn't happy on the ducks. He must have been sleeping with Spezza's wife. Like every time that's what people go to. I don't know why this has been a thing since the fucking 80s 
where people just immediately go to sleeping with someone's wife. Dion Phaneuf, he was sleeping with Craig Conroy's wife. Tyler Sagan, he slept with Nathan Horton's wife. Ryan Kessler, Sergey Fenley. It's a. It's I remember a who's the. Who. I remember the Kessler one though. I remember that one. That was funny. It's a who's who of um of this deal. It is Brandon um, Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan's the one where it's um. There's probably some viability to that because um, Craig Janney was his teammate, uh, and it looked like the the affair, the alleged affair, like the Janneys got divorced, and then Brendan Shanahan married Craig Janney's ex-wife. Oh, the the drama. He he was hitting it for a while. He was. (laughs) This is the most like dude bro thing we've ever had. Me talking about (sighs) fucking getting like blackout drunk. Talking yeah. about like people's wives getting fucked by other people. Apparently, the cuckoldry happening in the NHL. Like mm. this is this is the this is like the most dude bro episode ever, and I don't know how to feel about it. And it's all because Chicago sucks at media. They are yeah. the worst team in the NHL when it comes to the media game. Easily, this was. A layup. This was Shaquille O'Neal on a fucking kid-sized basketball hoop. You don't need to jump. You don't need to reach. You just put the ball in. There you go. Just Corey Perry. Personal issue. We will not be addressing it. Bam. And you could... Fucking idiots. You fucking idiots. And that now it leads to, again, Corey Perry trending on Twitter because, oh, did he did he do it? Um, God, just God damn it. Just God damn it. it. This is, this is the NHL. And that's the thing. This usurped the department of player safety, dropping the ball again. This usurped the best player in the world heating up. And this usurped Mark Andre Fleury being the biggest story in hockey. Yep. Because we talked about it on the last show that Flower was told, no, you're not wearing this mask. And then in the time that we had finished the show, the word came out. No, he did. And he was going to. And he did. He wore the mask uh, during warmups that was still auctioned off for charity. And surprise, surprise. Nothing's happened. That's the biggest nothing burger of a rule. The NHLs are ever implemented. That is. It's so stupid. I like you could say we can sit here and talk about how much that's how stupid the rule is and everything, but it's not gonna really gonna change anything. Mm. Um I think I said last week that players should be able to freely speak and be able to, you know, represent their causes and everything to their mind. And I feel like there should also be blowback for it. If you want to support a cause, it's a bad. It's, it's, it's people think it's a bad cause. You, you should have the right to be chastised for it or praised for it. Freedom of speech. And I know a lot of people are talking about that, and I think it's something that should be allowed. Like for example, um, Robin. The one thing that's been discussed is Robin Leonard had a picture of Donald Trump on one of his old helmets, like way before mm-hmm. he was even president or even running for presidency. And people are like, yeah, you should 
be allowed to put that on his helmet. And then they're like, well, what about Thomas Grice with the SS on his helmet? I'm like, that's a little bit extreme. That's a little <laughs> extreme. But then you also end up having a conversation where it's like, where do you draw the line between freedom of speech and hate speech? And it's once you start having relatively offensive imagery that has historical meaning behind it, I feel like a Trump thing gets a pass. But putting actual like imagery or references to certain things that, you know, are kind of in a bad historical setting kind of kind of you kind of get there it's kind of like yeah that's where that's where i kind of draw it a little bit the bottom line is as i mentioned um on the last show all of this the conversation around warm-up stuff it wasn't an issue until (sighs) until it was until it was about being inclusive that's when it became an issue for people. Robin Leonard putting Donald Trump on his mask. I sleep. Thomas yeah. Grice having the, the his last name on his mask with an SS symbol. Like it's out there. Yeah. We know this. This happened. Um, the only punishment he faced was that the German Hockey Federation said, go kick rocks, you fucking yeah. buffoon. And another thing about that, too, when Thomas Grice uh, retired, the I think it was the NHLPA was like, hey, congratulations on having a long career. And we're like, no, no, mm-hmm. fuck this guy in particular kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, you can't tell me that a German player isn't going to be that much more aware of what that looks like, even if it's somehow an honest mistake. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The bottom line is this did not become a problem until it was more about being inclusive and until uh the politicizing of pride and trans rights until that became more of a hot button issue over the past year and a half more so than it already was again that that that's where the problem started up because eric stall didn't have a problem wearing a pride warm-up jersey until the past year and what happened things became more political i have i think yeah, I think the one thing that people are, are upset about is a lot of people feel like this kind of stuff is being forced to people. But mm-hmm. I think it's not even that it's being forced. It's that for some time, people have been looking to be, you know, inclusive and everything. And mm-hmm. I feel like over the past five, ten years, especially with the pandemic, that's sped up a whole ton. Mm-hmm. Like, this, like, It's crazy to think that the civil rights movement happened in my grandmother's lifetime and she's 89 Mm -hmm. yeah like she migrated to canada not really having the same rights as other people right i mean canada canada was a little bit better than say the u.s but there's also some issues there as well like oh we know we've learned a lot about residential (laughs) schools and uh other issues that have plagued canada in its history that uh they're pretty thankful for that their neighbors to the north kind of took the lead on some of those uh, some of those topics and distracted yeah. a little bit. It's crazy because uh, speaking of residential schools, uh, Polina had to it's explain tough. that to her parents. Oof. Because they didn't understand the concept of that because, you know, Russia's a little bit different. Um, they have their own stuff over there, too. But mm-hmm. she's like, so wait, they just kind of it's like, yeah, they did all that and got rid of everything and you know, they tried to literally it was a genocide. It it, it was it was a genocide flat out. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. Anyways, back on the hockey because you know that's a <laughs> that's what we're really trying to talk about here. Well, um, I mean, the thing is though, right? Like you're right in that it's all it's all like all of this. Mm-hmm. When people say like, "Oh, keep politics out of sports," like you literally can't because politics you are played a, human a national issue. anthem. Sports are a human issue. Yep. And again, the problem is you mentioned the national anthem. Again, the idea of oh, you can't get rid of it—that'd be un-American. That'd be unpatriotic. It's like everything has become this political discussion. So obviously it's going to bleed over to the sports world and it has, and we are continuing to see the effects of it, whether it's Travis Dermott's uh, going against the grain, using the pride tape and not facing any punishment because he has balls and the NHL doesn't. And now Mark Andre Fleury with the mask. Um, and there was an episode of the uh, 32 thoughts podcast that dropped today uh, with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. Um, and in regards to Fleury and the NHL specialty policy, this comes from Phil Coker on Twitter. Um, at Phil Coker, um, quote, what the NHL is worried about is not things like Flurry's mask. It's that one day someone's going to want to do something or someone's going to want to put something that is um, that is going to be incredibly divisive on the mask, a flag, a symbol, something like that. Um, Friedman had speculated, the more I wonder if the issue isn't what we've seen, but they're worried about what we could see. Like, And again, like you said, well, here's this history. You slept through these other things that could be viewed as politically divisive and as causing a a scene and shifting focus away. Yet these things weren't viewed as issues and it's because things have changed. And it's because, like you said, there's been so much change recently on so many different topics that there's been an immense pushback to it, which has made it political. It's this idea that you mentioned COVID. That, that was the big thing where people are like, we're fucking sick and tired of not being treated like human beings, whether or not it's a part of the LGBTQ community, whether or not it's being fucking black in the United States. Um, and then you have people that liked the status quo the way that it was and pushed back. Hence, here we are in this overly political time that we yes. are in, and it's greatly affected the NHL. All of this, the, the jerseys, the masks, whatever. Again, Eric Stahl wore a pride jersey in Montreal, but it's because of how things have changed over the last couple of years. And Eric Stahl was in Montreal two years ago, uh, but it's how things have changed so quickly and how politicized things have gotten. And all of a sudden now, oh, we got to go through this whole fucking deal because Mark andre Fleury wants to wear a mask in warm-up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of masks and the Minnesota Wild, uh, Dean Ooh. Evison and Bob Woods have been relieved of their coaching duties. This is from the Minnesota Wild themselves. Mm-hmm. Head coach and assistant coach both gone. Damn. Some breaking news there. Good catch. Yeah, Minnesota firing Dean Evison as the head coach of their team. He had been uh, the head coach of this team for the past three years. Um, at least as full-time head coach, he had been an assistant with the Wild uh, in the 2018 season up through 2020. Uh, in February of 2020, he became the interim head coach and then was named uh, outright head coach in the summer of 2020. And yeah, Dean Evison has been uh, has been sacked by the Minnesota Wild, which 
isn't necessarily surprising. We kind of talked about a team like the Wild struggling uh, and struggling indeed. They are currently the third worst team in the league by points, points percentage. They are the fourth worst, but just Columbus, Chicago and San Jose doing worse than them this season. So I got to be honest, this isn't uh, particularly a surprise to see him get fired. Um, but it is kind of nice to see Minnesota say, you know, let, let's try to make a change here because we have a better roster than this. Um, it's kind of the same spot that Columbus is in where it's like, let's make a change because we have a better roster than this. Uh, but Pascal Vincent has been their head coach for two months and 10 days as of today in the aftermath of the whole Babcock debacle. So Minnesota making what should be a positive change. To getting that team back on track, but we talked about it, right? Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving as that kind of date. Too little, too late. It might be. Might be for this year with their $15 million in fucking dead cap. I still can't believe they're paying that much on Suter and Parise. It's insanity. Yeah, they, they didn't get the matching contracts when they first signed, right? But that was yeah. when they were with... Yeah, they signed it with them. Mm-hmm. Because they both move from their previous teams to go play over there. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. It's too much. Like, it's a lot of money. We mentioned uh, the Oilers a little bit earlier on, a couple of different times. Um, Shout out to Connor McDavid, who's not, his spirit hasn't been completely killed. And I give him credit for that. He has nine points. In his last two games, jumping from 29th in league scoring up to 13. Um, obviously, a gigantic positive for Edmonton to get McDavid going. But the problem is, we have seen what happens if Connor McDavid is not playing at a superhuman level. The debate over, was he still hurt when he came back? Yes, he had to have been. Um this whole idea of, oh, Connor McDavid's playing great again. No change is necessary. They have to make some adjustments here. They simply do. Otherwise, good luck. I mean, again, you know, we've talked about the bottom six and the lack of scoring from there. We've talked about the goaltending, which is still abysmal. I mean, Jack Campbell's been down in the AHL, and he hasn't done uh, particularly well there either. Uh, with Bakersfield five games and an 884 save percentage. So I I hope for Oilers fans that Ken Holland does something because this shows you, if anything, I'd be more pissed now that I think about it. If I'm an Oilers fan and Connor McDavid has nine points in two games, would you not be more pissed at your current situation to say, there's your proof. As if we didn't know, we know how good this guy is. The best player in the world. And we are fourth from the bottom, fifth from the bottom in the league right now. I'd be furious to say you still haven't made a change. You still haven't made a trade. There are a couple of teams out there with goalies where you could say, let's try to work something out. Right. Something. Anything. Do something. Ken Holland. But they won't. And we've we've talked about that. I mean, the fact that Ken Holland is still in a job right now is insane to me. But that's Oilers management and leadership and what they do. But you know, the 
the best part about their situation is that they have a hundred K in cap space. Hmm. They have less cap space than the Leafs do. They are in cap. They are a bigger cap hell than the Leafs are. That is impressive. That is very impressive. Hmm. They can't even go and sign a guy like, let's say, Casimir or Kaskisuel, who's still looking for a fucking team to play for. God bless that man's soul. Um, you can't even sign him for like a league min deal because that's 750K. Someone's going to have to get sent down. and Whoever they're going to send down is going to get dropped off on waivers and they're probably going to get claimed. Like there's, there's not much you can do in that situation. They've dug themselves a pretty fucking big hole. You have to get somebody to take Jack Campbell and to do that, given that his contract has three years left uh, at $5 million and he has a 10 team, no trade list that really shrinks down just how many potential moves you can make. Knowing that you're going to have to give up prospects, whoever you have left, because you don't have too many in the system you do still have your next three first round picks, which is insane to me because a team in their position should not be holding on to first round picks. Those are the ones you use to push you over the edge. Um, Again, yeah. Two generational. I, I hate seeing the word generational, but two of arguably the, the, the best players that their organization has probably had, at least in the modern era. You mm-hmm. should be using those picks to get more players in and do stuff like that. I think the one thing that burned them was the Evander Kane contract. Yeah. Them and he's been, getting he's Evander okay Kane this year. Yeah. But it's just a lot of fucking money. Yeah. He's not a bad player, but like him coming off of, you know, playing in San Jose, then getting his contract like voided and then all that fun stuff and being able to find an NHL team, like not even like a month later. Hmm. Like, I'm looking through goalies in the league right now, right, that Edmonton could approach. Do you call Anaheim about John Gibson? He's got three years left after this at 6.4, so he's making more than Campbell, but has less term. Is that a landing spot? You know, are the Ducks committed to John Gibson long term, or, you know, could that work out? I've seen a lot of people say, what about the Bruins, Jeremy Swayman? And again, I said it on Twitter, and some people don't know how to read, so they don't know what the hell I was trying to say. Or what I did say. Again, they don't know how to read. The Bruins are not going to trade all Marcus Swayman. The only way, that is their greatest strength right now. Aside from their coaching structure, is having two of the best goalies in the world on the same team, being able to utilize both. Making a combined under $8.5 million, Just under. For those two. Florida's paying Sergei Bobrovsky 10 like that is their greatest strength and you could say okay we what we're going to let we're going to risk our strength to improve a weakness which would be like a high end forward so who like on Edmonton it's not going to be a Vander Kane yeah you're like literally a trade for Swayman it has to include Swayman and other pieces from the Bruins and one of the big two from the Oilers because that is the only way you would leverage such a strength if you're the Bruins is to get somebody who can make a bigger impact at forward than Swayman can in goal. And that's not Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's not Evander Kane. That's one of the big two. 
And that trade makes no fucking sense for Edmonton unless you're going to blow it up. So there's just, I don't see how there would possibly be that deal there. Um, and then from there, it's it's like, do you go and call like Chicago about Peter Kachetkov, who's unproven for the most part? Like he's had some bright moments at the NHL level, but not not a ton. Uh, do you call Columbus about Elvis Merzlikens, who's on a pretty rough contract like Campbell to see if a swap works out? Like you don't have too many options to really kind of work with the James Reimer on Detroit. Like you don't have too much to work with. They're not in a position of strength in terms of the negotiations for this. And even then, well, they still haven't done anything. There hasn't even been the panic move. Get Jonathan quick, do something for the love of God. Stop wasting Connor McDavid. That has been the running theme throughout the entire history of this show. No matter who has been a co-host on it, is can we please stop wasting Connor McDavid? And they haven't. They're still doing it. And it's frustrating. (laughs) I don't know how much more you can take if you're Connor McDavid. You're in the, essentially, the prime of your career. Like, nine points in, like, what, five periods? Not even six periods. Five periods. Something Mm -hmm. like that. It was, like, eight points in, like, five periods. That is insane. So, and he's just being, he's literally being wasted. This is like the New York Rangers not winning a cup with King Hendrick. Hmm. To go back to Minnesota, we have word now of who the head coach will be for the Wild. And would you believe it? It's a former NHL head coach. Oh, no. John Hines has been named the new head coach of the Minnesota Wild. This after previously being the head coach of the New Jersey Devils and the Nashville Predators. Third time's the charm, John. At least I hope so. But yeah, John Hines is the man that has been named as the the guy who will turn things around. For the Minnesota Wild. I uh, don't know how much confidence I'd have. You remember what I said a few minutes ago about Minnesota? Like, hey, yeah, at least they're trying something. (laughs) I just put up a gif on Twitter of fucking Steve McNair throwing a lateral pass. Because that's exactly what the fuck this was. This is as lateral of a move as I think you could possibly make. From an NHL coaching perspective. Like, John Hines... I'm sure he's a good dude, but like his record in his NHL career, he's got a win percentage of 524. Um, 600 games as a head coach, 284 wins. Um, it just <laughs> I don't see how that's how that's the play. Dean Evison, Dean Evison, holy shit. So Dean Evason in his coaching career, let's let's compare the two. John oh Hines, career point percentage of 524 in 600 games. Gotcha. Now Evason only has 251 games as wild head coach. His point percentage, 639. 
Why would you get rid of them? They have five wins in their first 19 games this year. Okay, that's why you get rid of them. That's why you get rid of them. It's clear something had to happen. A change needed to be made. But to go to a guy who had been so good for you, or to get rid of a guy who had been so good for you prior to this year in favor of a dude who is barely over 500 in his career as a head coach. That that's a that's a move. That's a move. We'll see if it works out, but on paper, I don't know how much uh, confidence that instills in Wild fans right now. I I'd, I'd love to hear because I don't think it's uh I don't think it's going to be a move that's met with too much praise. Yeah. Our final thing to discuss on this show. And I want Endo's thoughts first. Because God forbid I get called a biased Bruins fan again by biased Rangers fans. Jacob Truba. Boomba. Jacob Trumba has been fined five grand, the maximum allowable under the CBA, for high sticking Boston's Trent Frederick. Right. High sticking is certainly a way to describe that infraction. That is a fucking baseball swing. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, but Truba, he, he was just trying to get his stick free. He's not, he's not dirty. He's not. How dare you? He's not. Bruins lose. Hold the L. Cope and seethe. As if the Bruins aren't going to lose games. It's the regular season. Cope and seethe, though. Endo, you you biased Leaf Bruin Ranger hater. The fact this is only a five K suspend or a five K fine is fucking absurd. Yeah, like the fact that he has a history too of being, you know, a little more egregious with his hits and conduct on the ice. The fact that it was a five K fine, something's going on there. Something like they were doing so well. George Perot or Peros, Perot, whatever the fuck your last name is, buddy. I, I hopefully don't have to hear it for much longer because you're 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 not doing a good job. You're not protecting anybody. Remember a month ago when they had actually like gotten two decent ones in a row? Yeah. And people were like, oh shit, maybe. Mm-mm. That's dead. That's dead in the water. <laughs> Honeymoon's over. Meanwhile, Ryan Hartman is going to have a hearing today and probably already has. We don't know the outcome uh, for slew footing Alex to So a slew foot, which is a dirty play, hearing worthy. Slashing somebody in the head. 5K fine. It's it's a choice. It's a choice. And here's the thing. Even if. The conversation is, he didn't mean to do it. Even if it is that, you still did it. Exactly. You still did it. Given that Truba's quote about this was, it can't happen. Got to control my stick better. Take the fine and move on. Given the fact that the player's like, yeah, I can't do that. How much of a deterrent is a 5K fine? Really? It's not. 
Um, especially when he makes a hundred thousand dollars a game. <laughs> um, yeah. Michael Rasmussen last season got a two-game suspension for a play where he finished a check, and then as he was finishing the check against David Krejci along the boards and went to turn, his stick hit Krejci in the head. And I'd love to see somebody look at these two plays and say what Rasmussen did was worse than what Truba did. But it is what it is. Like, at this point, there are those type of Rangers fans out there who are going to be way too entrenched in their defense of Truba because people make defending players a personality. Bruins fans have done it with Brad Marchand. I'm not, it's, it's not a Rangers fan exclusive thing. It's just what dumb people do. Remember when we talked about the tribalism earlier in professional wrestling? It exists yep. in hockey. Uh, maybe not to the same extent, but this is an example of where it does. Um, you know, Truba at this point is a player that walks the line. There are some times where he has clean hits that are called dirty incorrectly. And there are times where he has dirty hits that are called clean incorrectly. Um, the bottom line is the fact this is only a 5K fine is insane, um, but it's it's the NHL, which it's just I'm not I'm not surprised, but I am tired. I am tired of talking about how fucking dumb the Chicago Blackhawks are. I am tired about talking about how dumb the Department of Player Safety is or how bad the standard of officiating is, or the fact that we don't have proper goal line technology and we have to bring up the parallax angle like it's 2004. Sorry, Flames fans, for bringing it up twice in a week. Um, it's just every year. I'm sick and tired of talking about how toxic Canadian media is towards the, uh, towards the Oilers and towards the Leafs. I'm like, it's just... Can we have I'm sick and tired of talking about how the NHL is so backwards with their fucking standards and the fucking practice stuff like I'm it's just the same shit over and over again and we joke about the DOPS and spinning the wheel to see what the fine's going to be every week as a fan of the NHL is spinning the wheel to be like what same controversy is going to come up today spin the wheel up oh, it's one coach going from one team to another because God forbid we give a new coach a chance. How many times have we mentioned that over the past couple too of years? Many. Like just fucking too many, man. It's the same shit. It, it, it's the NHL is the big bang theory of sports leagues. It is just the same shit with the same bad jokes over the same bad laughing track. If you like the show, Hey, like what you like. It's fine. Fuck, man. I just want to enjoy hockey. <laughs> Give us one fun week where it's like, did you see that sick thing? What about that sick play? And oh, what a sick trade for both teams. That's cool. We can't have it, though, because that's just it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It just doesn't exist. It's a myth. <sighs> so, Wendo. As we bring this show to a close, do you have anything to add? 
anything to plug, anything to promote. Uh, a hammer in which to swing into my head like Jacob Truba swings his hockey stick. No, I don't, sadly. Um, Damn. I don't even got anything to promote. I mean, there's like three more days from November if you want to donate again to the campaign. We already Link had will the still party be there. and all that. Yeah, you know, still support. It goes to a good cause. And yeah, I'm probably going to go take a nap because I got a hockey at 9 o'clock. Mm. Um, actually brainstorming some NHL content because, quote, hey, you should do a thing. Why the fuck aren't you doing it yet? I'm like, because I'm an idiot. Who, who, who said that? Um, some fucking... <laughs> some, like... Liberal fuckwad who lives in Maine. I don't know. Uh, uh. Did anybody? No, my, good, my, my good buddy. Anybody, my, did anybody respond to that? Just being like, it was Toogie, wasn't it? No. Every, uh, I think uh only person who actually said anything was... um uh, What the fuck is it? An endo PTO. Yeah, endo PTO. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was thinking about that. I had talked to Sin about that. And I'm just like, how don't you go on Twitch? You're, you're, literally, your life is being a rent-a-goalie. Yeah. How, d- given the the feature now where you can drop in the club games and be someone's rent a goalie, how don't you do that on stream? I'm, I might do that. Honestly. You need to the content yeah. options, especially if you hop into parties with these fucking people oh or get God. messages after the games. The content <laughs> options, sir, are out of control, and it fits See- you to a T. Like I could do that. But it's funny because you're actually a rent goalie and now you can bring the virtual harassment you or the, the real life <laughs> harassment that you get into the virtual world. Ah, oh, <laughs> man. I mean, like in the virtual one, I'll get called a slur, but in the actual one, they they, they won't because they know like you're less likely unless you go to like a clan rally they get called a slur to your face than you are online. That's yeah. I believe you. <laughs> I would say you don't have no experience. Based off like, of things I've heard from you or friends of the channel, like uh, Rahil, uh, Safir, of course, with the uh, uh, the Hockey News podcast that's out there, the NHL podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, based on some of the things I, I've heard from you guys. Uh, yeah, the Internet's a fun place, huh? Yeah, uh, it's, it's fun. But yeah, so I might do stuff like stuff like that coming up. Down the pipeline. Not sure if I should stream it and then upload it to YouTube or just do it all offline. Um, I would I'm stream debate it and then clip it into highlights. Yeah. Eh. So what it, the way I have my stuff set up now is I have two separate um, like scenes while mm-hmm. I'm streaming. So one of them has the gameplay without my face and no overlay. And one of them has with my face and overlay. And I just record it simultaneously. So that way, if I want to clip and let's say my fucking dumbass heads in the way, like I can just use the other feed instead. Right. I should get, I should probably help you set that up because it's. Yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to do that for two years and I still have it. Yeah. They made it really, really easy. It's a program for, for anyone else who is a streamer who happens to listen to this. It's called Vertical. It's by Atom. A-I-T-U-M. It's a free add-on you can get. It's meant for vertical streaming on like TikTok and YouTube Shorts and all that. But when you go to your settings, all you have to do is change the aspect ratio from 1080, 1080 by 1920. Flip it over to 1920 by 1080. And it'll use the same encoder that you have over there. 
You can also set it up so that way it uses the exact same audio recording settings. If you have, for example, I have a VOD track that goes to my second channel for audio. Um, I can set up so it connects into that and it just goes flawlessly from there. There's a lot of things as a streamer where it's like, I should do this. But the problem is for me, once I get stuff working, I'm like, I don't want to fuck with it and break it. <laughs> so I just oh, the leave best part things about this as they is, are. The best part about this is you can have it set up so that way when you switch a scene in OBS, like when you're streaming mm. over there, it'll switch it automatically to that to the basically something that's linked to that same scene. So, you know, we always play pro clubs and everything. You can have it that way, so that way it just automatically switches over and shows the full screen for pro, for pro clubs. And then when we go to do the actual GeoGuessr or whatever, it switches that automatically for you as well. Mm. Yeah. One of these days I'll get into multi-streaming as well. <laughs> this is a lot of stuff that I should do that I don't, but it's fine. We have yeah. fun. Just got to um, dedicate like a whole day just to, like sit down and do that. Sounds but you're a busy guy, you know, miserable. <laughs> yeah, it sounds miserable to do that, but someday worth it. Trust me. And with that, we'll bring things to a close. I'm still on the YouTubes, the Twitch, all the fun stuff. There might be some changes coming up in the uh, the new year as well. We're, we're, we're throwing around some ideas of how we might change some things up in the future. Hey, but, hey, hey. I, ha- I have an idea. Bring back a set plan. No, I don't want to play. Hunt. Listen, listen, hear me out. That that playlist got popped up on my recommended. And like, I think it was episode seven was the last one that got uploaded. And like, I was just watching back that like minute highlight of you freaking out from the last game. I was uh-huh. like, man, I'm really good at editing shit. <laughs> <laughs> just just to stroke my own ego a little bit. I was like, wow, this is like coherent. I like it. I was just making the fun of you the entire goddamn time. It was, uh-huh. it was perfect. It was Wasn't perfect. Wasn't it? Yeah. Great. Yeah, we, we have fun. Like, my... There's a reason why I don't play Ultimate Team or anything like that. It's like, my mental well-being is better off without playing it. Like, I like the idea. Like, a, a set plan allows me to bring, like, team-building elements, franchise elements into it. Right. And that's what I like. But then the core of the mode is having to actually play it. And that sucks. Although I yeah. haven't played a one-on-one game of NHL 24 yet, so maybe maybe I'd enjoy it a little bit more. But even when I was in Vancouver and other people were playing uh, either versus games or issue games together, I was talking to the franchise guys <laughs> instead of actually playing the game. Uh, because, of course, I was. Because that's uh, that's what we do. Like anyway. that series is like 75% of you just editing stuff, flipping the wheel, doing all that stuff. And then the mm-hmm. other 25 is you just getting super fucking mad when you're winning. Like yeah. I'm winning right now and I'm still upset. What the fuck? And it's, it's beautiful. It, it is. It was, it was amazing to work on either that or I'll put together something when we do pro clubs and I'll just actually flip something together and just edit it or whatever. Oh boy. Yeah. We have fun. Anyway, everybody, we'll see you later on this week. Um let, let's hope we can <laughs> let's hope we can avoid the uh number of days since incidents in the NHL. That would be great. I'd be a big fan of that. Um and let's talk about fun stuff. Or not, because that's not gonna happen. 
is it? Um, also, 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 we love you. That's what it is. Ending on a positive note. Hey, we'll see you later on this week, everybody. <laughs> Bye.